0: Hello, and welcome to the all-new, all-different number one comics podcast. This is episode number 29. This is a weekly comic book review podcast where each and every single week we take a look at a brand new first-issue comic book, break down the story and art, give it somewhat of a review and tell you if we think that you should move on to issue number two or not. We also talk a little bit of comic book and related news as well as what's new at comic book shops this week. Oh, and if I forgot to say at the uh, head of that intro there, I'm Barbie Dan, and that's Bobbenheimer. Say hello, Bobbenheimer.
1: Hello, Bobbenheimer.
0: And yeah, now now I'm messed up because I don't even know what to say after that. Either way, this week we'll be taking a very, very deep dive into the all-new number one.
1: From Boom Studios, Alice Never After. Written and drawn by Dan Panogian.
0: Yes, as well as art by Giorgio Spalletta.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you
0: did a good job. Hey, well, you know, I try. I try. If nothing else, I'm gonna try hard. So <laughs> there's at least that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we are back with episode number twenty-nine of the all-new, all-different Number One Comics podcast. Bob, there was a whole, whole, whole bunch of San Diego Comic-Con news that has come out since, uh, really, since we have last podcasted. I'm, so
1: I'm glad James Gunn didn't steal it all.
0: I mean, it hardly has anything to do with James Gunn. So thank God for that.
1: So what so is it worthy? Is <laughs> the news actually worthy?
0: I think so, but this San Diego Comic-Con was was very different. Of course, mm-hmm. we are in the midst of a gigantic writer strike. Right. And and pretty much actor strike and and all of that stuff right now. So
1: there were people and companies canceling left and right.
0: Of course. And it kind of went back to its roots. I of course there's still trailer reveals, there's still mm-hmm. announcements and all of that stuff, but There was a lot of comic book news out of San Diego Comic-Con this year, which... That is crazy. Yeah. a Comic-Con? Yeah. uh... They're just (laughs) mostly comics. Wow. But, I mean, up until this point, it's just been pretty much movie and TV news. That's all you ever get. Video game news, whatever. Now, of course, like I said, there is a good amount of that, but... I, in my humble opinion here, I think that the comic book news kind of outshines all of that. So.
1: Well, it it should because it's San Diego Comic Con.
0: Well, look, the difference between it should and it does are two very different things. It so,
1: it, it started as exclusively comics, yep. but we see what it is now.
0: Yeah, it's it's all Hall H and <laughs> whatever else. So yeah. I, I'm i just going to kind of list some of them off. If you have anything to say, we can talk about them. If not, whatever. But there we got the trailer for Legend of the White Dragon. Or sorry, that might... Yes, Legend of the White Dragon. And that is the... Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, now I can't think of his name. The White Ranger. uh Jason Oh, or, Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank. Okay, there we go. Yes. It it's the last film or or anything that he right. made before his death, of course, and they were trying to get this kickstarted started for a while and it's it's been funded and everything. And there's a trailer out for it. It looks interesting. I don't know if you've watched that trailer, but it,
1: it's 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 been a few days, but I remember I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I remember, okay. you know, seeing images about it and I yeah. think I watched a very small clip of it
0: yeah interesting and i'll leave it at that we of course got that the marvels trailer i think we have talked about that since our last episode uh i i think it looks wonderful i'm very stoked about that we got uh walking dead the ones who live a a trailer for that spinoff television show or i don't know if you call it a television show anymore but yeah yeah sure. Now, is
1: that gonna be based on a character
0: uh, that one is cause there's two. So I'm trying to remember exactly the difference between the two. Y- no, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that one's based on a character or not. The other one is, is like a spinoff of a, of a single character, but, uh, the other one being walking dead, Daryl Dixon. Okay. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that one. It's, that's a very, very interesting trailer. He shows up in, in France. And
1: how does he get to France? I
0: don't know. I I, I I don't follow walking dead, so I haven't watched all of walking dead. I gave up after the first season, but I think he washes up on shore in France.
1: So there's not zombie sharks or zombie
0: I don't think fish. so. I don't think we encounter any zombie sharks, but there are definitely a good amount of zombies in the trailer. It, it's a pretty interesting trailer. I give it that walking dead a little too slow for me, but I don't know. This, this looks interesting.
1: I, I think I think I um, I think I gave it about um, maybe six or seven seasons yeah. before I, you know just
0: tapped out. Yeah, uh, I I definitely didn't make it that far, so I'm glad you did. But uh, <laughs> we got a trailer for Invincible season two. If you are in, into Invincible, I don't know if you are Bob. I'm not. It looks like Invincible.
1: I you know I, I tried to watch it mm-hmm. and I mean it it just it just for some reason it didn't you know pique my interest yeah
0: likewise it didn't it didn't really click with me at all Godspeed to whoever it does uh, we got Perpetrator which <laughs> look I watched those I, I watched all of these last night I don't remember anything about that one I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure what that was it was something uh, we got season two for Interview with the Vampire. Again, I tried to watch season didn't, one. Uh, I, I,
1: I didn't watch season one.
0: Yeah, man. I I I think I watched what was it? Three episodes. Couldn't didn't really get into that too much either. Is it is
1: it is it like uh, is it like a Victorian Twilight?
0: Yeah, of course. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, then I won't watch it.
0: <laughs> so you're not into that. No. Right? Well, fair enough, I guess. No. We also got an invincible special, Adam Eve special, which is the I don't know, the female uh, in in invincible there. I'll like, take your word on it. Yeah, sure. It <laughs> looks, uh, looks a little different. It's it's like mm. a it's kind of like a prequel, I believe, to that character's story in Invincible and the animation's a little bit different. It's, it looks like a different kind of thing there. We got footage from the Spider-Man 2 game. That looks amazing. I, 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 yeah, I know I, you've I seen did, that Craven with uh, yeah um venom of course with tony todd voicing venom man that's like tony todd needs to just always voice venom because holy crap that
1: is like the perfect voice cast yeah tony todd has one of those voices yeah that i mean just scares the hell out of people
0: yeah uh he's he's great um you
1: wouldn't want to hear
0: that voice in a dark alley. <laughs> no, God, yeah, Tony Todd's got a great voice. This game looks really, really cool. I'm not a, it I'm not a, a gamer myself, but man, I want to buy a PS Five just to play this. It looks I, insane.
1: I highly enjoyed and I highly recommend the first game.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've, I've heard you know really great things about it. And I've watched some gameplay just you know because it's a cool story. So uh. Uh, of the first one, uh, we got Mortal Kombat One. Trailer for that teaser for that, um,
1: that I did not see,
0: yeah, or maybe it was just announced. I, I don't know, I don't, I don't recall I, again, I don't recall what happened in that, so
1: that is, that is gonna be weird with uh, Curl Urban as uh, Johnny Cage,
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. Maybe it was just, I don't know, maybe something about it was announced, maybe it wasn't a trailer. <laughs> um, I don't have the details on that one in front of me, I just made like a little note of it, right? We did get uh, Rick and Morty and and here, I'm, I'm too far removed from Rick and Morty also to, to really speak much on this, but from what I saw, it's Rick and Morty the anime. I don't know if that's just their trailer for the seventh season or if it's actual anime, but... It it was very interesting. I watched the whole thing. It was it was a long trailer. It was it was pretty. It was the longest trailer I watched. See,
1: I did I did hear something about uh, Rick and Morty for this upcoming season because mm-hmm. we all know the Justin <laughs> Roland um situation. Yeah, yeah we do. How uh, he got fired. Yep. Basically, it almost sounds like they're going to use voice AI.
0: Okay. Well,
1: wow. I, I guess you know, I guess they were talking about like voice likes or something. Whatever, you
0: know, whatever that is. Yeah. Hey, whatever they do, fine by me. I just, I don't know. It's, it's Rick and Morty. I'm, I'm not, I can't lie. I hate to say it. I'm just, it's, it's not my kind of thing, but whatever. There was a trailer, and Bob, we know how well I pronounce things. This is an Indian movie. Uh, this comes out of Bollywood. Uh, it's, uh, K-A-L-K-I, however you pronounce that. K-A-L-K-I. Give it a shot, Bob. I'm going to say... I'm
1: going <laughs> to say Kalki.
0: Kalki, okay, well, I'll go with that, because it sounds better than what I probably I said.
1: butchered it, but that's what it looks like?
0: Well, it's Kalki 2898AD is the name of the movie, and it is uh, the... Biggest budget ever spent on an Indian film. Uh, they're saying that this is like huge for them. This is a very very big movie. It looks intense. Uh, what I saw of it looks looks great. Looks really cool. It's like a post apocalyptic thing. No, I didn't see any of that like typical stuff. Uh, it it just it looks very very interesting. I mm-hmm. definitely suggest anybody go check that trailer out because that was that was cool. That was very different. Something. Something very different there. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. We got uh, Harley Quinn season four, of course.
1: Yes, and, and I'm disappointed because it, it sounded like the first few episodes are already on, already dropped on Max. and. Oh, like, really? How did I miss that?
0: <laughs> I don't know, Bob, but you did somehow.
1: Yeah, the the, uh, the trailer definitely looks like they're going in, you know, an interesting direction. hmm For it, so you know, it's good, it's gonna be kind of cool to see the dynamic, you know, between um, you know, the relationship between Ivy and Harley this season.
0: Yeah, uh, I I don't know, I I haven't watched much other than a couple of episodes here and there, and then that Valentine's special, so yeah, that was (laughs) that was that was a lot of fun, though. But uh, we got an announcement for an Adventure Time sequel series. Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake, season one. I have to say, this is... I'm, I'm pretty stoked about this. I really liked Adventure Time. It was a lot of fun. I never watched
1: you never Adventure You never watched Adventure I'm Time? No, Bob, watched Adventure uh,
0: it, it probably won't surprise you too much, given all the... Um, tattoos i have here but (laughs) i have an adventure time tattoo right there so
1: that is is the only thing i know that (laughs) john dimaggio did voice one of the main characters yeah jake the
0: the dog yeah uh i i'm stoked about this one this this is going to be really cool this is the i don't know the female version of the characters and it i don't know it's it's going to be cool i'm i'm excited about that there's another one I'm not even going to attempt. I, I don't have anything to say about it, and there's no way I could pronounce it, so I'm just going to scrap that one for now. Uh, Twisted Metal. We got some more information on Twisted Metal, and, and that drops today. I'm
1: really looking forward to this one.
0: I am, too, and I I don't... Again, I'm not a gamer myself, so I, I don't have much much. Oh, weight in I, it. I, but
1: I, I loved the uh, original mm-hmm. PlayStation and the PS2 games.
0: I'm just we've got Falcon in there so that's mm-hmm. cool. And then I I listen to a podcast called Doughboys. It's a chain restaurant podcast. It's very very funny. It's, it's by these two like uh, sketch comedian kind of guys and uh, they host the show and for their most recent episode they had one of the co-hosts is on the show. I don't know the character that he plays, but he he plays someone on the show. And their guest was the other guy from you know the other guy that's not the Falcon, the guy with like the clown costume or whatever. So the
1: the not Will Arnett because Will Arnett does the voice of Sweet Tooth.
0: I don't I don't know. He's the so, guy that plays him. So okay.
1: the guy the guy behind the mask mm-hmm. is actually a professional wrestler. He wrestled for uh, Tony Khan's AEW. Uh, okay. S- s- guy by the name of Samoa Joe.
0: And yep. He, yep. And, that's him. Yeah. yeah. He, I, remember, I recall he, the name. Oh yeah.
1: man. He he looks so good as Sweet Tooth.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that that looks really cool. I'm I'm actually excited to watch it now because, you know, just because I'm I, I've been following that podcast for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the the other guy there in it. So so that'll be cool. But we also got uh, Young Love. Don't know much about that. I think one of the big things was a, there's a One Piece trailer. I don't know if you watched that. Again, uh, I I hate to keep cutting myself out of things and saying I'm not a big this guy, but I'm not a big like anime or manga guy.
1: I'm not. I'm not either. I mean, I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of good friends mm-hmm. who are probably you know really looking forward to that because they're in the um, whole Japanese anime manga.
0: Well, I am hearing just such good th- things about One Piece that it's one of the greatest stories you know out there. That it's just wonderful, and they're really excited about this adaptation of it. And the trailer looks cool. It looks fun. It it looks cool. It's got a cool concept. Uh, from from what I gather, I didn't read a synopsis of it or anything, but mm-hmm. I do understand that it's you know basically like people hunting for a treasure. So like well, kind of globe trotting for treasure. Just as
1: just as long as it's not like uh, the la- the last Airbender movie because <laughs> well it, it doesn't look that Everybody, right, everybody right. was saying the last Airbender was one of the greatest animes and then the movie came out and it was like what is this piece of
0: shit (laughs) no i don't think that anybody's gonna make that mistake with this and and i i think it's looking good too the trailer does look really good it's not it it definitely doesn't look bad at all so Mm -hmm. uh i i don't know i'm i'm thinking that this one's probably going to be good (laughs) that's all i can say i think it'll be good we also got a trailer for Bad Omen season number two. Don't know if you followed number one. I just recently started watching it. It's good. It's, it's a Neil Gaiman book, mm-hmm. I think. Neil Gaiman has something to do with it. I think it's a book by him. I don't know. I could be completely wrong about that. Again, no notes in front of me whatsoever other than these bullet points here, but that's what I'm going off of. Uh, DC also announced a couple of animated adaptations.
1: Uh, I I believe one of them and you know before before you say what they are I think one of them was a uh, crisis on infinite earths yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I'm sorry but now it's getting to the point where it's like that story is being done to death yeah (laughs) yeah it has so and what was it what was the other one
0: Watchmen so, speaking of done to death, uh, didn't we have a Watchmen movie and then a television show and now we're getting an animated series, so I don't know what else is left to, like, really tell that same story over and over again, but...
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, and, it, I mean, it's, it's... Is it gonna be the movie, but in animated form?
0: Uh, that's what I'm gathering.
1: Or is, I mean, is it gonna be the comic book, just in, you know, animation form? Which Good is kind question, of redundant yeah. because you know it's a comic, which is anima- <laughs> which is animated.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going for here, and again, I'm not, I'm not the biggest DC guy, so whatever. This is, this is fine, uh, whatever. I w- it's gonna show up. Well, of course, Batman would be in both of those things. So. Uh, absolutely. Let's talk about some comics then. Let's talk about some comic book announcements. Superior Spider-Man returning. They said, so
1: is is it is it, it gonna be is it gonna be um Ark?
0: There's nothing uh, being said about what's going on here. It's gonna be a mystery to everybody, but they did say that there will be no clones, uh, no retcons. Thank
1: goodness there weren't <laughs> be any clones.
0: Yeah, it, I think that was a lot of people's uh, response to that. Right. Now here's something really interesting. We have a new Punisher coming. And it's not Frank Castle. It's somebody that we have never met before. And there's like no gimmick. It's like this dude is now the Punisher.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I heard about that. And I can't remember the guy's name myself. Yeah. Um, His name escapes me. But um, I'm I'm just like, why? I mean, why after all these years? And I mean, I could see maybe if you had done it, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... That version of the Punisher was already established. Yep. But, it, it, I mean, it's kind of like, why why change it all of a sudden? You know, why introduce a new one all of a sudden?
0: I think Marvel, for a while now, has been having a lot of trouble with Punisher. It was a top-tier character. I was hoping
1: we were over all that stuff.
0: And Well, not only that, there's, you know, obviously they had to try to change the logo for a while because a lot right, of people were using right, it for right. for non-Punisher things. And and it just it hasn't stuck. So, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to distance themselves from that regular, uh, you know, uh, Frank Castle Punisher and the Skull logo and everything. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what the intent is, but I do know that this is something new that's going to happen.
1: So. so, is Frank Castle just going to retire or is he
0: still going to be... Uh, good question. I mean, maybe he... I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe he, he becomes an Avenger and... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he dies and then is resurrected. Okay, maybe what they'll do is kill off Frank Castle...
1: We're not gonna have the next Hellfire
0: Fr- Gala. We're not gonna be, We're not gonna get another Frankencastle, Castle, are we?
1: I hope so. He's not gonna be. T- he's not gonna turn out to be a mutant, is he?
0: Well, speaking of another Frankencastle, Castle, you know we are getting a new Cap Wolf. That's coming back. So
1: yeah, I, d- I did hear about that. So yes.
0: maybe, maybe we're getting a whole horror themed uh, Marvel thing going on. Maybe we'll have Frankencastle, Cap Wolf. Maybe we'll bring back a Man Thing. Do like a... a, a Crypt of Shadows is also coming back, so... Marvel's Creature Commandos? Yeah, hey, why not? I I could definitely get behind that, so... (laughs) Who knows what their intent is, but that is happening. Hey,
1: anything with Man-Thing, you could definitely get behind.
0: (laughs) Yes, please. We've got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Last Ronin is getting a sequel, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle's Last Ronin 2, I guess. I mean, we already had the Lost... Whatever... Uh, we've had director's cuts. We've had a lot of things with the last Ronin, so now we're getting a sequel to it. I,
1: I know our listeners can, but can you can you see <laughs> the shock on my face? Yeah, man,
0: absolutely. Uh, this is this is breaking news for Bob. He Bob went blank. I, I, I don't know what to say here. Uh, sorry, Bob. Let's talk about some lob uh, lob Rob Liefeld <laughs> announcements coming out. Okay, Rob Liefeld. Uh, of course, you know, he never went anywhere. He's still working for Marvel and everything. But uh, Major X is getting a sequel series as well. So the Rob Liefeld character Major X getting a sequel. And, and uh, Rob Liefeld's working on that as well as Cable with the original five X-Men in their original costumes. But with Cable. Interesting. I believe it's called X-Men Blue Origins. Something, something to that effect. I am i don't know, man. I'm kind of stoked about that one. I, I know X-Men timelines all over the place, whatever, but that could be really, really cool. Excited about that. Um, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong? That
1: day, <laughs> I saw that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the weirdest crossover, but yeah. I must read this oh, book. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, very, very cool. Now... Bob, you can either opt for, you know, whatever it is, $5.99, $6.99 cover price, get a variant, maybe whatever, or as a very special, uh, limited time offer. I don't know if it's a limited time offer or not, but (laughs) there's going to be $15 variant covers that come with a sound chip. Yeah, that's right. I'm assuming it's so you can hear, I don't know, like Godzilla scream or something. Who knows? But Yeah, it's going to have little sound chip covers, so for $15.
1: Very interesting, (laughs) but, you know, unfortunately, do you remember that thing with Samsung batteries (laughs) a few years back? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Could you just see a kid reading one of those books? Oh, man. Or somebody our age? And just all of a sudden, the cover bursts into flames.
0: See, what I'm more scared of here is is probably not that happening like right away, but some idiot like me who has like you know hundreds of thousands of comics sitting in storage, and I've got <laughs> one just sitting in my storage unit, and then all of a sudden one day, like fifteen years later, it just decides to blow up, and then I'm like, well, there goes my entire collection.
1: <laughs> no, it, it instead instead of uh, instead of Godzilla roaring, it's gonna be. Uh I'm Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be. You got the Justice League in there, so why not? Uh, we also got the announcement that Ram V is exclusive with DC, so he's going steady with DC, so good for him, I guess. I We may have talked about that before because I, I remember talking about Venom yeah. being relaunched, uh, yeah. so, so no big surprise there. Uh, Joe Casey back over at DC, so that's been a while for joe casey uh doing any dc work uh greg capullo back over at marvel nice yeah Uh, so i think one of the biggest things that anybody thinks is uh, you know great now we get some great wolverine uh, greg capullo so so very cool We have an announcement of Daredevil Black Armor that's going to be a new book. So that 90s Daredevil Black Armor is going to be back to black suit and everything. I think maybe a mini-series with that, something to do with that. Uh, Peach Momoko's Demon Saga is getting a black and white edition. So I can just imagine how great that's going to look uh, just in, you know, black and white. uh, Peach Momoko's watercolor and everything in that Demon Saga is going to be really cool, I think. Uh, we're also getting a Howard the Duck one shot, by Chip Zdarsky. So, very very cool. Yeah, and uh, those are my highlights. You know, of course, there's more news out there. You can Google San Diego Comic Con news or whatever. Right. But
1: I I did I did want to pose a question mm-hmm. to you. Sure. Um, so now that it's ended, have you watched Secret Invasion? No. So you have not watched any of
0: it. I've not gone back. I've seen the first episode, and that's it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that goes my question. Yeah, uh,
0: I I do see some news out there. You know, some people are saying it was a little underwhelming. Some people or sites are saying that it's the worst reviewed Marvel. Sorry, Marvel project. Uh, I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the the ending did kind of it did kind of remind me of like the um, uh, what was it the uh, crossover rent uh, A versus X mm-hmm. where it off. Strong, strong, yeah. Then, but then it kind of ended uh, kind of weak. I mm-hmm. mean, I, got, I could definitely see how it's not everybody's, you know, cup of tea. Yeah, sure. Because, I mean, you don't have, like, superheroes left and right and all yep. that. And, I mean, to be honest, it really, to me, it really doesn't have that much to do with the wider Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So, but I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I'll definitely get into it. I'm definitely going to be watching it. I'm excited to watch it. But yeah, that uh, I'll I'll have to go back and watch that one. I don't know, Bob. That's it for the news. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. And we are back with episode number 29 of the all new, all different number one comics podcast. Bob, we're going to hit episode number 30 next week and that's just insane to me I can't believe I feel like I say this every time we hit like kind of a milestone but you know it's been over half a year now mm-hmm. I don't know man I feel like we're I, I'm pretty proud of this podcast so far. I feel like we've done some really cool things
1: I am too especially because it was just thrown together
0: willy-nilly exactly we just kind of threw this thing together and and, and, and we're like let's see what we can do see see what happens see how it is to just sit around and talk about comics for a little bit so uh, i don't know this is this is very cool i don't plan on going anywhere i'm I'm really happy with this but just you know thought i'd point that out there for a second almost 30 episodes and, and this is a lot of fun so let's get into our synopsis of boom studios all new number one alice never after number one and let me start with a disclaimer here. This book is number one. Of It's a sequel series. So we had Alice Ever After. This is Alice Never After. Kind of an oversight. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I do know we had a different book picked out, but it was delayed locally for us so we weren't able to cover it so we had to scramble the last second to get something that we knew was going to be out and this is what we landed on so it is a number one and we are going to be treating it as a number one as we're going to be completely negating that that first series Alice Ever After and I will say you can just hop into this book without reading that series it doesn't matter you get enough backstory to start and most people are pretty familiar with the Alice in Wonderland story anyways, and it obviously rips off of that. So I think that you're safe, but that is my disclaimer here. It's not our traditional number one. So it's more of a number, volume two, number one, but I I do feel like that's okay. So that's the disclaimer. (laughs) Here's the synopsis from Boom's website. Alice finally got her wish. Wonderland has become her new home, But with her new abuser's avatar with the uncanny grin turning the mad residents of a moonstruck world against her, she's clawing for a little rationality amongst the chaos. As Alice's sister, Edith, and her childhood friend, Earl, fight for a way to bring her back, Alice has to contend with whether or not her torment is due to her father, herself, or maybe a curious combination of both. So that is the synopsis from Boom's website. That
1: is the book we read. Yes, yes
0: definitely the book we read. Let's talk about these creators for a second. Dan Pinochet, of course, uh, done some really, really big things. He's done a lot of things. Uh, he was an inker over at Marvel for Uncanny X-Men, as well as X-Men, the number one selling series of all time. He's also worked on Captain America, Green Lantern, Mosaics, Jammers, Wonder Man, Ghosted, Detective Comics, Angel, Batwoman, Daredevil, X-Force, James Bond, Origin, Slots, Angel and Spike, Harley Quinn, An Unkindness of Ravens, Lord of the Jungle, and just a whole lot of other things. Done some work over at Ultimate Spider-Man as well, which is uh, really cool. I don't remember what he did for that. Maybe it was just a variant cover or something. Oh no, he he inked on uh, uh sorry, issue number 4 of Ultimate Spider-Man. So very cool. But yeah, done a lot of inking work and then also as I said, he's writing here. He if you guys remember the Skybound book from a few years back, Slots, he was the writer on that. Also did some of the artwork on the series. But yeah, I guess once you're Dan Panosian, you're just you can't only write. You also got to do some of the art because he's a really wonderful artist, but Let's talk about.
1: I mean that's a that's a good thing to be able to do both. Yeah,
0: uh, and and he's kind of doing I think. Some of the, the work here, or, or at least in the the first series, the first volume, uh, Alice Ever After, he was doing like the the stuff that happened in the real world, and then. Uh, Giorgio. Spalletta, Spalletti, sorry, Spoletta. Spoletta, uh was doing the illustration for the Wonderland stuff. So I don't know mm-hmm. that's happening here. Yes, it is. OK, OK. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so same same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Giorgio Spalletta then for a minute. Giorgio Spalletta, also a, a big illustrator, has done stuff for Dynamite Boom, uh, all kind of stuff all over the place. IDW, uh, worked on 007 for King and Country. Uh, bountiful garden for Mad Cave, uh, Star Trek: The Q Conflict for IDW, Grim Tales from the Cave over at Mad Cave, sorry Mad Cave Studios, uh, Magic the Gathering, Red Sonya, Black White and Red, Red Sonya, Hell Sonya, so and uh, sorry Rocket Man and Rocket Girl, which also came out this year from Dynamite Comics. If you guys remember that book, I I, I did skip that one, but it had some nice artwork on it. So there's our creators, and then I'm going to get over to my synopsis of the book. Might be a little more long-winded than theirs. Alice Never After opens with Alice throwing up while her sister Edith stands by her side. We learn that Mistress Hulda and Dr. Madsen did something horrible to Alice and that her mental health is now suffering from it as Edith and her fiancé talk about finding a doctor to help Alice. Now, again, that might have been an oversight now that I'm reading that. Maybe that's not Edith's fiancé. Maybe that is just Alice's childhood friend, uh, Earl. I'm not too sure because I don't remember seeing his name anywhere. We then flash over to Wonderland as Alice holds a very important tea party while White Rabbit is in a hurry. Alice wonders why he's always in a hurry. So she leaves the meeting and follows him. Alice runs into the Caterpillar and we then again flash to the real world as Edith runs into her father and she then asks the driver to take her to Newgate Prison. We learn that her father is going to Wormwood Scrubs, whatever that is. Edith shows up at the prison and visits Dr. Madsen while her father arrives to meet Mistress Holda. Hilda. I'm not sure how to say that name back to Wonderland. Alice asks the Caterpillar for help finding the white rabbit to no avail. Alice becomes lost as the Dodo finds her and helps her find her way back to the castle. He tells her a shadowy figure has been lurking around and assumed to be the Cheshire cat. Alice arrives back to the castle and everyone has brought her a present, but she becomes too sick to open it. So they bring her something to eat and it turns her into a baby they make her a remedy and with her stomach no longer hurting she opens the gift which turns out to be the Queen of Hearts dress and they tell her that she is now the Queen of Hearts. And that issue ends. Uh, man, this one's, this one's a, a little crazy. I guess that's what we expect from Alice in Wonderland. But exactly. Yeah, this is a, this is a nuts story.
1: Uh, exactly. I, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> expecting like a uh, free-flowing narrative yeah, sure. from, a, from Alice in Wonderland material.
0: Yeah, definitely. This one does have like a, a good amount of like mystery to it though. I will give it that. It still kind of takes a concept that we know and probably I know best from you know, the Disney movie but I don't know if you read Alice in Wonderland as a kid or anything. I've never really read the, no, uh, the I works I, I
1: know the majority of it again from the animated movie. Yeah,
0: likewise. So, and I think that uh, this puts like a fresh spin on it. It's definitely something different. Uh, we obviously know that, you know, something, something sinister is going on in the real world here. And we just don't know exactly what yet. But let's talk about the beats then. The, the beats of this story were flashing from Alice and, and her family and friends and stuff uh, there in the real world to her being kind of comatose and then her what's going on in Neverland and then uh, back and forth. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. How did you feel the story beats worked here?
1: Um, I think I, I really think for flash for, especially when you're interweaving flashbacks, mm-hmm. I think that I think it kind of hurts the story beats yeah. because it's not you know a free-flowing story beat it's Mm -hmm. like you got a b then you have you know a pause and then it might go to d and then you know it might go to f so again for for just flashbacks and when you're into even the flashbacks in general i think it just hurts story beats i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying you know as far as story beats are concerned
0: yeah, I think this one's interesting and it's obviously a unique uh, formula we've we've got to talk about here, but I think that in my brain I'm trying to equate it to something like the never-ending story where the the stuff that's happening, you know, in in the story that we're focusing on is affected by the stuff that's happening in the real real world world or whatever. So I'm looking at it Mm -hmm. as kind of like that kind of thing. And that really works for me. I love The NeverEnding Story. I'm looking at my little NeverEnding Story poster (laughs) right there on the wall. So obviously I really love The NeverEnding Story. That's why you
1: thought of The NeverEnding Story. Yeah. uh,
0: I always try to think of The NeverEnding Story anytime Mm -hmm. that I can. But uh, yeah... I, I like the way that this is working. I like the way that it's flashing back and forth and kind of interweaving through. I think that if we just took the story of Alice in Wonderland and had exactly what was happening there, I think that I would be a little bit bored with it, to tell you the truth. I think that it needs some of that real-world grittiness to it. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of like it. I obviously think Dan Pinochet can really tell a story here. Uh, he's kind of like masterfully crafted this, in my opinion. Um, let's talk about the narrative then. How does the narrative of this book work for you? the the voices here of these characters in, in this narrative? i'm gonna I'm gonna say that the overarching narrative is it's not confusing. Um, there's a mystery to unravel, so I see that, obviously um i like the narrative i like what's going on i think that i think that if anything this only suffers from me not remembering much about the first series and then you not reading that first series and us forgetting that this was like you know kind of a volume 2 so that's the only thing that i can really say about it i don't know if you have some different points to throw in there or well
1: see in you know, as far as the narrative goes, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Wonderland as a separate thing because I'm gonna put that. Yeah. You know, like a matrix kind of thing mm-hmm, where that's mm-hmm. happening in her mind. Yeah. Basically, so to me, the narrative in the real world about you know, um, you know what they did and you know how she's mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. That narrative really works for
0: me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that part of the story too. I think that that's more interesting to me than what's going on in Neverland. I, sorry, Wonderland. Wait, (laughs) Wait, have I been saying Neverland this whole time? Am I, am I doing a uh, Peter Pan crossover?
1: I don't know. I remember you <laughs> saying it that one
0: time. <laughs> well, I don't but know. Hey. No. Yeah, I've stumped myself there. Uh, either way, and whichever land. Alice this is. Alice
1: in Neverland.
0: I mean, that's a crossover there. Maybe somebody should do that. Dan Pinotian. I mean, they're, me both, up, they're, yeah. both, they're both Disney, they're both Disney properties. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that it works really, really well. I think that it's really cool. I think that. You know, more than the mystery of what's going on in Wonderland with the Cheshire cat being the shadowy figure and what the White Rabbit's doing and, and, and now, you know, Alice becoming kind of the new Queen of Hearts. I want to know more about what's going on with Alice's father. Why is he going to visit this mistress? Why... Why does he have, like, this weird secret going on and stuff that he's not telling his daughter wouldn't Edith know, I wouldn't about? I
1: do not know why he's given the evil grin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what really is going on here? So uh, I, I think that that's really interesting. Again, Dan Pinochet really, really knows how to tell a story. You can tell that he's really good at it. I wonder if he's dabbled in, like, you know, novel writing or anything because he just knows how to how to hit right and take these twists and turns and make it interesting enough without revealing too much. A uh, really good writer here. So how about the dialogue then? How about the dialogue that's in this book? Uh, again, I'm going to head with, I think that it has a, a perfect amount of dialogue. There's not too much in here to turn me off. I didn't open the pages and go, shit, this is a big commitment to sit here and read. Like some other books I did this week. Now I've read a lot of books this week already, uh, I cracked open my you know I had to read that Hellfire Gala special and and while it's great there's so much dialogue and it's such a dense book same thing with Ultimate Invasion 2 I think that was the first book I cracked open this week after reading that first issue and I just wanted to know what was going to happen and the amount of dialogue in that thing is insane now this has like the perfect amount it's really letting the art tell the story but we know that we need some exposition here, so so it's sprinkled throughout. But it's not heavy at all. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's definitely not exposition heavy, which you know it it doesn't. Because yeah, like like you said, we've cracked open a lot of books and it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god. Yeah, this this is, is a chore to yeah. read.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm really digging the the dialogue here. I think that it works very very well and I think that Dan Pennocean really is able to find all of these characters' voices. And we know he sat with them a little bit, you know, like like I said, he had a a first series of this Alice Ever After, so he knows the characters well. He should know their voices pretty well, but but again, I can't I have nothing to say except for Dan seems to be a very very good writer here, very very good and and to think that he started in the industry as an inker and, and went with that for a long time as an illustrator and everything, uh, what was just you know sitting in his back pocket the whole time is like how he can you know, masterfully tell a story here. Yeah. So really, really cool. Uh, what about the world building, Bob? I, I want to let you lead with the world building. How do you feel like this world is built, uh, fleshed out, all of that?
1: See, and uh, the, the getting... Uh, Going forward from the world Mm building to the art, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, have to divide it in two different pieces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you have the real world of London, which, I mean, it's beautifully done, Victorian London. Uh I mean, you have the, you know, style of houses, and then you have, you know, the uh, prison and all that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, then you have what I'm assuming is going on in Alice's head, which is wonderland yep, and you know they fleshed they flesh that out well i mean they showed the um caterpillar and his mushroom and you know the uh the mad hatter's you know uh tea spread and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so i think the world building really works
0: yeah i'm with you on this 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 world is expanded beyond what me and bob could sit here and describe to you it's there's a lot of world building here in this book and and even i mean this gets more into the art but you're open to the first page right now and even on that first page you know there's no backgrounds there's I, we have eight panels and then like a, a big spread in the middle and it's just it's beautiful and it looks wonderful, but I, I know where we are, you know. I know what time we're in. All mm-hmm. of that, you know, just based on the artwork alone, uh, it, it, the world building just really really works. Whenever we get into Wonderland, it's insane. It looks insane, but it fits. It's it's not jarring at all. It fits very well with with what's going on in the book. But you can tell you're somewhere, you know, make believe or whatever. You can tell you're somewhere fantastical. versus where you are you know in london or whatever right i i i'm just gonna again i'm gonna echo what i said before there's not enough good things that i could say about dan panocean here he really really knows how to tell the story through his dialogue through his storytelling, through his art everything that he's done here really really wonderful and and you know not to discredit uh Giorgio Spoletta either he he you know is a wonderful addition to this uh, let's get into the art then let's let's talk about the art separately here how do you feel the characters look? And again this is this is weird for us we're we're kind of grading Dan Pinochet uh, in the real world and then uh Giorgio in the in the Wonderland stuff so I, I don't know do it however you want but how do you feel the the character artworks?
1: yeah I, I i have to say the the art in both the both styles mm-hmm. really works well i mean you have the dichotomy of victorian london mm-hmm. with you know not the, not the washed out colors but, no. you know mm-hmm. just the, just the you know flatter you know kind of orangey earthy tones mm-hmm. and then you have the just the vibrant Almost animated, yep. To use that term, style colors, you know, in Wonderland. So I, I definitely think both both worlds work as far as the art. I think I think the art is what shines the most in this.
0: Yeah, this is so hard for me because I'm singing so much praise to Dan Penocean for his storytelling, and to understate the art here would be like. You know, insane. This this art is phenomenal. And by both artists, like, I'm talking... Like, in all honesty, of course, we'll get into the colors, too. But, like, you know, on a separate thing. But every piece of this works so well together. The storytelling, the art, the two different styles of art and the color. Like, everything just works in harmony so wonderfully here. But, yes, these characters look amazing they look amazing whenever i look at alice in the real world illustrated by dan and then i look at her here illustrated by uh giorgio just you you can tell it's the same person yeah but but she's somewhere else yeah and I, i don't know man this I think, you know, right now I I would honestly say, and good thing we're going to have the perspective whenever we do like our end of the year wrap up and, and pick like our favorite things and all that, you know, kind of have like an award show or whatever, because if we were to do that right now, this would honestly be number one. This is so good to me. Like every aspect of this is done so well. And I'm so surprised because I didn't come into this one expecting much. Uh, but yeah, the character art here just is phenomenal. Just really, really good stuff. How about the locations, Bob? You know, we're in Victoria, and, uh England. We're we're in Wonderland. Uh, how do you feel these locations work?
1: They and I mean I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tie that back to the world building. I I just I just think you know it did it does such a good job uh, building both worlds and yep. you know all the locations. I mean. Again, you know you have you know it's Victorian London. Yes. You know you know you're at a prison. You know you're in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You know you're eating at the Mad Hatter's tea spread.
0: Yes. Yeah, all of it all of it works. I think whenever we get into locations on this one, uh, like you said, we know we're in London, uh, we know where we are, we know it's Victorian times whatever, but I I want to say that, Giorgio Spalletta Spalletti Spalletta I don't Spalletta yeah okay I keep wanting to say Spalletti for some reason maybe because I'm hungry but um <laughs> yeah I I'm gonna say there his location his 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 Wonderland just blows me away it looks really really good like really good like I can't I can't overstate enough how how wonderful it looks. Yeah, not, nothing but good stuff here. How about the backgrounds, Bob? We have a lot of... I'm going to say... I'm going to throw this out, and, and you challenge me on it. Say whatever you need to say. But we have a lot of what you and I have described before as something we are not huge on, which is just these blank backgrounds, which have nothing but maybe a little bit of color. Right. But for some reason, they work so well here. Uh, for me.
1: They, they do, and I mean, we do have that, but I mean, it's it's not that we get an overabundance mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And there's still enough going on, there's still enough detail mm-hmm. on the characters in the panel. Yes. Not to be... Not to have your eye drawn away just to the bl- blank background. So, you know, I think in... Uh, you know, I definitely think in this, this instance, you know, sometimes... Especially with everything going on. I mean, Wonderland, yep. I mean, you have all that detail. Yes. And I mean, even in the Victorian, you know, even in the London scenes, you have all that detail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes less is more.
0: Yeah, this is, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. It's it's fantastic. This looks really, really well. Uh, the times that we're seeing those locations and those kind of just solid color backgrounds or even even the first page uh, i really love that first page a lot and it's got those eight panels and and there's not any detail behind any character in a single one of them it looks wonderful like it looks so good uh, it mm-hmm. just really really shines you know they are able to shine uh last thing the colors maybe we can really quick just make sure we credit that colorist uh, uh francisco Segala. Okay, so, yeah, how, how about the colors here? I already said it up top. I think they pop really well. But, um, I, yeah,
1: yeah, so do I, and uh, I've said it before, too. The colors definitely work. You know, you know, go uh, Again, you go by the more muted, earthy colors yep. for London, and then you got the more vibrant colors for Wonderland.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing to me that this colorist was able to work with the two different artists here in this yep. book, tie it all in together, make everything different, in its own unique way, make Alice look different in, that she does in, in, in real life versus what she's doing in Wonderland there. But those colors are still, it's like the same palette or something. I mean, just, I'm looking right now at Alice here in, in real life where she's kind of just, you know, dazed, spaced out, whatever. I'm looking at her hair and it's just a, a nice shade of blonde. And then we're looking at her here in Wonderland and I know it's the same character, but it's she's got these golden locks and it's a little different But it it just works well together. And I feel like as different as it is, I can tell it's the same colorist. Like, I don't know. The colors really, really work here really well. But again, it's the whole team that's working for me. This whole team works so well together. I want to see all three of them go off and, and just continue to do like different comics together. Because, God, they work so well together. Something about this just really, really works for me. And I'm not able to pinpoint what it is because I think it's everything, but <laughs> yeah, the, the colors are, are really fantastic. All right. So then, you know, the most important question of this episode, how do you feel about continuing on to issue number two? Is this something that you want to follow through? Uh, is it something that, you know, this first issue was, was good enough for you, but, but it's not quite your thing. You're not going to move on to issue number two. Where do you stand, Bob?
1: I mean, as as much you know, praise as I, as I heaped upon this, mm-hmm. I I I just don't think mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to issue two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I especially you know coming off the fact that I didn't read the um, the uh, uh, prequel series uh-huh. or volume one. Yep. I mean, it was just it was just a little. I guess you could say a little too confusing. To mm-hmm. me, so. Sure. I don't think I will. I mean, it might be something, you know, I, I pick up later on down the line. But mm-hmm. as far as, you know, right now, I'm going to take a pass on it.
0: Okay. Yeah, and uh, completely understandable because, uh, again, like uh, to say that, you know, you you pick up something just because it's good and mm-hmm. continue reading it just because it's good. Or just because it has some phenomenal elements to it, which we're both, you know, saying that it does, I, you still have to be hooked. You know, it still has to hook you. Right. There's still, a, you know, Boom Studios is still asking us to pay, you know, whatever it says, $3.99, $4.99, you know, for for this. And I mean, hey, it's 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 twenty twenty three. Uh, I don't know. Budgets are tight right now. We throwing in another five dollar comic to the mix. You have to really be hooked to be able to do something like that. Well, so I understand.
1: And, and, and I got to say, it's, it's more of just... And you hit the nail on the head. It just didn't...
0: It just didn't totally hook me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I will say, you know, spoiler, we're going to have two different perspectives here. Because while... This isn't my kind of thing. I'm not very interested in Alice in Wonderland. I don't really care too much for that story. It's it's fine. It's just a little, you know, even the Disney stuff. It's just, it's not something I ever want to go back and watch. It's whatever. I think they've made some live action movies. If I'm not wrong with Johnny Depp we'll or something. forget about that. Yeah. Uh, just not something I'm really interested in. A lot of people are. There's a lot of uh, fandom for Alice in Wonderland, but I'm just not one of those people. But I will say, you know, this well-oiled machine of this creative team, just I just want to continue to see what they're doing. So I will be picking this up. I will continue on issue number two. I absolutely loved this. And I'm actually going to go back and read that first volume to get caught up now. Uh, and that, again, is coming from somebody who is the least bit interested in Alice in Wonderland. I, I really don't care for the story. It's just not my thing. But, man, this is this is done really, really well. And I can't say enough good stuff about this creative team. They really blew me away. And yeah, that's that's a big yes for me. I will be adding this to my pull list and following it through, which I assume is only about five or six issues. So yeah, I'm excited to see what, what becomes of this. But yeah, uh, there you go. You got those two perspectives. Uh, we both really liked the book, but Bob will not be continuing and I will, so if that uh, if that helps you at all, decide if you, you should continue or if it confuses you even more. I don't know. Uh, let us know. <laughs> hashtag All New All Different Nation. What the hell? Uh, that's not a recommendation or a. <laughs> I don't know. Figure it I, out your I, I
1: will. I will say if if you know if anything, pick up this book if you like gorgeous art.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is stuff you want framed on your wall, whether you like Alice in Wonderland or not. Very, very good stuff. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we return, Bobenheimer, part two. And we are back. Bob, let's talk about some new books that came out in comic book shops this week. That's right, kids. There's still plenty of time to call, email, mail, mail, write a letter. Send a friendly message to your neighborhood comic shop. I don't know. Do whatever you do, but get a hold of them. I don't
1: even. I don't want to say send a smoke signal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, don't act. do that right now. It's a little hot out, but uh, it might not be a great <laughs> idea. Wildfire signal. H- Harry Potter owl. Whatever you got to do to get the message out to your local comic book shop. Expecto Patron. <laughs> yeah, sure. From Image Comics, we had a new number one called Per Evil. Bob, let me a side note here. I don't usually do this. This is, uh, you know, but I have read my books this week because I just couldn't wait on some of them. And let me tell you, I cracked this book open last night. This, maybe I'm just on a high right now. Maybe I just am really liking books or something. This book was phenomenal. Like when I tell you phenomenal, I'm talking, it was the most well-rounded, like Interesting book I've read in a while. I really, really loved Per Evil. It was such a good book. Uh, So I cannot recommend that enough. I I strongly suggest you guys call your shops, get that. Uh, Hopefully before it sells out, goes into a second print, whatever. Uh, Pick up issue two, whatever. Just make sure you get your hands on this book. Read it somehow because it was really, really good. From DC Comics, we had Batman Beyond Neo-Gothic. With the first appearance of Kyle the Catboy. And it's spelled B-O-I. So, you know, you got to say it like that.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. Batman Brave and the Bold, issue number three. First appearance of Mr. Baseball. (laughs) I, I was waiting for it. I mean... Look, we got Mr. Bloom right behind <laughs> us, so maybe... I, I,
1: I, I can't say much to
0: Mr. Baseball. Yeah, Mr. B. Ba- we did have, what, Major League Venom last week, so now DC's got to have Mr. Baseball. We had Night Terrors, Action Comics, Night Terrors, Angel Breaker with the first appearance of Nanny Gillow, Night Terrors, Detective Comics with the first Nightmarish Trio, which... One of them is fused with a robotic bat suit. We had Night Terrors, Harley Quinn, Night Terrors, Teen Titans with the first Terror Titans, and Superman, Last Days of Lex Luthor. From Marvel Comics, we have Incredible Hulk number two. Man, another side note, that second book was so, so good. I don't know if you read that first uh, Incredible Hulk. Man, you are missing out. Those are... Those are some really good books. This second one blew my mind. All I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw out there that there's like a church of zombies in this book, uh, and it's really really cool. So definitely want to check that out. So good. It's got a first appearance of Sister Sadie. We also have Venom number twenty three. Black Widow bonds with the symbiote, and the reintroduction of Toxin. If you're able to get your hands on that spoiler variant, thing is. Take it off, off the charts. So uh, go find one of those if you can. Hopefully not on the secondary market for $30, but a big book this week. We had Amazing Spider-Man issue number 30, Avengers number three with the first appearance of Team Ashen Combine, Ultimate Invasion number two, and what if Dark Spider-Gwen again a really, really cool story. a Really good book. I like that one a lot. That was a lot of fun.
1: Very cool idea.
0: Yeah. From Scout Comics, we had Charm City, number one. Space Outlaws, number one. Talon, Seeds of Darkness, number one. And a book that I couldn't possibly say my life depended on it, Trovoki. I'll just say that. From Boom Studios, we had Berserker Poetry of Madness. If you're into Keanu Reeves, there you go. AWA Upshot had The Ribbon Queen number one, and rounding us out from Sumerian Comics, we had Children of the Comet number one. A very, very interesting read. I don't know if I could say it's good, but it was very interesting. Hmm. Those are some of the new books that came out this week. Again, run to your local comic book shop and tell them to add that Per Evil and Incredible Hulk to your pull list because, my God, you're going to want them. We'll be right back after this brief break. It up. And we are back with episode number 29 of the all new, all different number one comics podcast. Bob, you have some books to talk about that are coming out next week.
1: I do. And as always my disclaimer, these are just some of the books coming out because I just read off of One of the multitude of sites and apps you can use to find all the books that are coming out that week. So, please, if you want a detailed list, go elsewhere.
0: And I do want to throw this out as a challenge to any of our listeners who might have, like, cool production skills or anything. If you can take what Bob just said and turn it into, like, a cool song with, like, auto-tune and stuff, ask Bob's disclaimer, (laughs) I'll love you forever. Uh, Call to action. Make a disclaimer song for Bob, please.
1: Oh, I would love that. (laughs) I would love that. Please get get on that. (laughs) We're
0: getting one. Don't don't you worry.
1: (laughs) So beginning the list from DC, we have Omega Men number three. Yes, you can pick up your very own first appearance of Lobo.
0: Oh man, thank God for that. I only have twenty copies of that laying around.
1: I think everybody has twenty copies. Yeah, exactly. Of that, <laughs> that that's that's one of those it should be more expensive than it actually is. Sure. Yep. From Marvel, we're getting Star Wars Dark Droids number one.
0: And I'm excited about this when we wanted to put this on our wheel, our randomized wheel, to cover next week, but we do realize that it's just a little uh, tie-in type of thing, or maybe one-shot or whatever, so it's not really something we can cover here, but it is a crossover story arc described as a horror-fueled epic that erupts when a new threat is unleashed throughout the galaxy, disrupting droids, cyborgs, and everything in between. Sounds so cool, a horror Star Wars story. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: you know, it's a crossover, rent, yeah. So the... The Dark Droids, number one, may only be two, three issues, and then yeah. you can find the rest of the tie-ins, like Star Wars proper, yep. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, Star Wars Darth
0: Vader. Yeah, sadly, it doesn't really fit our format.
1: Correct. Uh, sticking with Marvel, we have Strange Academy Miles Morales, number one.
0: And again, speaking of things that don't fit our format, believe me, this would have been the book we are covering next week, hands down, if it was not just a one shot, but it doesn't fit our format. Sorry. Uh, It is uh, when a mysterious new villain crashes the Mathletics. I don't know what that says. Yes. The the students of Strange Academy must team up with Miles Morales to stop his plots. I will say, you know, Miles Morales being a fan favorite, you know, Spider-Man character and Strange Academy being one of the greatest Marvel books to come out in recent memory, yeah, I definitely would want to cover this if it wasn't a one-shot. Exactly.
1: Uh, Sticking with Marvel, we have Fantastic Four number 10.
0: And this has a new caretaker who awakens on an empty ship of death that launched thousands of years ago with what remained of a desperate alien race who were attempting to escape their dying son. That sounds really, really cool.
1: A very interesting solicitation.
0: Yeah, kind of like an event horizon type of thing. I don't know what's going on there.
1: We're getting a new What If from Marvel. What If Dark Venom number one.
0: Witness the birth of a brand new Venom.
1: Yes, though, so looking at the cover, you can tell who the brand new Venom
0: is. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you got to look at the cover yourself because we're not going to describe it to you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no spoilers from
0: us. Just know there's some kind of thing on there. Yes.
1: Uh, sticking Again, sticking with Marvel, we have a new volume of Magneto.
0: This has the first appearance of Iray, a student of Magneto.
1: Yes, and the, the cover is really cool. It has, you know, the half red suit Magneto, but it also has the half purple suit with the giant M Magneto.
0: Yeah, I love it. One side's got the uh, uh, new mutants on it. Very, very cool.
1: We have X Men number twenty five.
0: Kitty Pryde takes on a new persona, Shadowcat. That's not very new. We all know who Shadowcat is.
1: But it's with the K. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> so it's new. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Death of Venom verse number one.
0: Man, excited about this! This is a five issue limited series that sees a powered up Carnage travel through the multiverse on a quest to hunt and kill alternate reality Venom characters. I swear to god if Major League Venom dies, I'm going to lose it.
1: I I just I just wanted to I just wanted to stand there, <laughs> wind up with wind up with the bat and yep. just, you know, bash Carnage in the stomach. Likewise. Or bash his head off like a baseball. <laughs> From DC, we have Sandman Universe Special Tessaly number one? Tessaly?
0: Uh, don't ask me. You know, I can't read. This is a one-shot featuring the Witch from Neil Gaiman's Sandman series.
1: And, I, yes, I did not read Sandman, yeah, so if I butchered that name, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sandman fans.
0: They are out there. Please forgive me. They'll find you.
1: We have one of Dan's favorites going back to Marvel, Scarlet Witch number seven.
0: Man, Scarlet Witch is so, so good. Speaking of adding things to your pull list, geez, make sure you do that. This has the first appearance of Hex Finder, a new villain. And those are some of the books that are coming out next week. Again, make sure you reach out to your local comic book shops to get those. Bob, I think it's time we figure out what book we're covering next week. Of course, we have our lovely, lovely wheelofnames.com wheel here with three comic books on the block to see which one we're going to cover. We have Magneto, number one, Death of Venomverse number one, and Sacrificers, number one from Image Comics. I'm going to go ahead and click enter to spin this thing and see where it lands. Bob, any predictions?
1: I'm hoping Magneto.
0: Man, well you didn't get your wish, but we are covering Death of Venom verse number nice. one. Nice. That's gonna be very exciting. Nice. Man, it's... can't wait for that one. That will be a very, very cool book to cover.
1: Yes, and it it's it's written by one of our favorite writers.
0: Yes, Colin Bunn. Gonna be freaking amazing. Always does an amazing job. Colin Bunn, come on the podcast and talk to us.
1: <laughs> Please.
0: Bob, that's gonna wrap up our show this evening. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and checking us out. As always, make sure you go on social media. We are at Instagram at ANAD underscore number one comics podcast. You can check us out on Twitter or X or whatever the hell that's called now at A N A D N O Comic Pod. We're also on TikTok under ANAD number one comics pod and on YouTube. Under the comic book channel. This and every single week, all you have to do is go onto social media of your choice and use the hashtag allnewalldifferentnation to be entered in a giveaway to win a copy of the very book that we covered. That's right. All you got to do is go on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, and type in hashtag allnewalldifferentnation, and you can win your very own copy postage paid of Alice Never After, number one by the great Dan Panosin and Giorgio Sp- I yeah I've, Okay, good. I, I completely forgot it now and all I'm thinking of is spaghetti again, so that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs> That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in, we'll see you next. That's it, thank you guys so much for tuning in.